welcome everybody to another edition of Stealing Whiskey. I'm Doug Evans. And I'm Michelle McCarthy. And today we have Carrie Krause, the support manager at SES2 with us. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your position here? Wait, I'm going to back you down. What are we drinking? Oh, 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 it is stealing whiskey. I'm sorry. Right. I was getting Jeez, right into business. Cut to the chase. Yes, 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 yes. So today I'm drinking uh, lip service. Um, it's a recommendation from a liquor store I go to. It's made by Savage and Cook. Um, I was told, I haven't uh, researched to validate it, but it's the makers, the guy that makes this, also makes uh, prisoner wine, which I am also a fan of. It is good. today. And it's tasty. Today I'm drinking Appleton Estate. Jamaican rum. So I'm breaking the whiskey rule, but it's for good reason. I want to send a big thank you out to Brian Jackson, who sent this to me. <laughs> <laughs> and to the support team. He shares some of that with us every year. Uh, so it's very generous, and I wanted to try it out here today on Steel and Whiskey. Nothing better than a customer that sends alcohol. Mm -hmm. And I, too, am drinking Brian's rum. <laughs> <laughs> and it is delicious. So thank you, Brian. Yes, thank you. All right, now back to the business. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I cut that out. I went to the wrong pipe. <laughs> sure that's <clears throat> good whiskey? Uh, okay. All right, so back to the matter at hand. Let's talk about support. So it's been a pretty busy year with, um, you know, with a pandemic, obviously. You had to be sent home and things like that. Um, and we've coming out with a new user interface here in 2021. Uh, tell us a little bit about what your job is. I know you've done satisfaction surveys, stuff like that. Just tell us a little bit about support department. Right. So yes, 2020 did have its uh, difficulties and we had a lot of people uh, switch to working at home and we walked a lot of people through getting up and going, working from home, remoting in, um, and we got them over that hump. And we do send out customer support surveys and we very much appreciate anything any feedback that they have and we sit right now with an average of 95 percent of customer satisfaction so a big round of applause for the support team uh, we have a very talented knowledgeable and hardworking team excellent so what's a day look like How, what are the different ways they can contact your people so a typical day you can reach out uh, via chat which you can find on our website it's a nice little bubble there when you go to our support site you can also reach out via email, so support at sds2.com, or you can reach us uh, by calling 888-883-2492. So I find it interesting. So at one point I did a lot of support here at SDS, um, and it was all phone calls, right? Mm -hmm. um, email, it was just new. So how, what is the most common way people contact us? I just, what is it, what's the most dominant way that people contact us for help? I would say phone is still very much a go-to, but it's starting to change a little bit. Uh, we are seeing a, a increase in chats where it's right at the tip of their fingers. They can reach out, ask a question, get an answer, very quick and easy. How many emails like do we get a week? I just, out of curiosity. I'd say a week we probably average around 600. 600 emails. Yeah. Well, it seems like the volume is pretty high right now right. with people kind of getting back at work and yeah. projects getting released and customers being busy. Uh, I guess how much of a volume increase have you guys seen here in the last few weeks? I would say 
since the release of 2021 and the adoption that we're seeing or the adoption that we're seeing from the customers, I would say the last three weeks, we're sitting at about an increase of 20%. So for those of you who do or don't know, uh, 21 had a new user interface. It was an entirely new way to use the product. As a, as a sales guy, I had to learn it myself. Um, what's the most common questions on just the user interface side, the UI UX side of it? Our customers really love their toolbar setup. So the number one question is going to be, how do I bring up my toolbar? Or how do I configure these ribbons to work for me and my workflow? So the good thing is they can still run in classic mode if they're that tied to their toolbar. Correct. And switch back and forth as they have time to learn. Mm -hmm. And then we also continue, because I'm a stakeholder on the UI team, so I hear a lot about how we're going to continue to make it more customizable and try to answer some of those customer requests as we go forward. Right. Uh, any advice in adopting to the new UIOX? You know, what, what, what have you found telling somebody that said, oh, now, now they get it, now they're comfortable, now they like it? I would say going into it with an open mind. Uh, I know that you get into muscle memory and different habits and just keeping the fact of we're improving the software to work better for them and to really have that patience with themselves and with the learning curve. So I would say that maybe not rush into it, into a project that has a really tight deadline and make sure that you know that you need to have a little bit of patience and a little bit of time to learn the, the new interface. Mm-hmm. You know, once I realized you could pin, right, what pinning was of the, of the different functions right. over to the left, um, then it became much easier for me. That the ones that I was having to go up and hit a button, once I pinned it, then it, the adoption became pretty quick for me. Yeah, right. that's a great new feature. Yeah. Between that and the search, so you can kind of learn yeah, the new searches. icons, it's great. Uh, and the other thing I would add to it is just that this is the first iteration of it. There's going to be additional phases, and I think people kind of forget that and think that we're just stopping here. There's not just stopping with this one version of it. It's going to continue to get development, and we're not just going to pay a little of attention to it and then move on to the next thing. We're going to continue increasing how usable SDS2 is, and that goes down to the ribbons, to pinning, to all the new options we can add. And that's where we really appreciate the customer feedback. Mm -hmm. So if there's something that you're fighting with, definitely reach out to support, see if there's a different way, or we'll uh, create a request if you have a better solution or an idea. So two anecdotal questions, um, unprepared, but so what's an average phone call length? And then what's the longest one you've ever done? So an average phone call length. When Typical we, support transaction takes? I would say 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Would be average. And what's the longest mm-hmm. you've been on the phone with a customer? The longest. It would definitely fall under a licensing call. <laughs> and I would say two hours. Two hours. Okay. Yeah. So when you, when you, when you, calculate that by 60 calls mm-hmm. or 60 emails a day in 20 minutes a call can keep you busy pretty pretty much throughout the day yeah when well, I would make it a testament to the level of care we give our customer service from SDS2 as well as we're not uh, turning and burn noise because we're making sure that issue actually is solved so it's not the fastest to get off the phone to get to the next thing we still put a priority on 
ensuring that the customer actually has their issue resolved. Correct. Yes. Absolutely. And the fact that we include training with the sale, I think, is, is something that's important. But I also feel that support's a feature of the product. Mm-hmm. Certainly. So that, that's certainly a, a huge aspect of the product. No right. Uh, but Carrie, Carrie plays dual roles here. Yes. Not only is Carrie the support manager, she's also heading up our education initiative. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Okay. Yeah, uh, we here at SCS2, we do value education and provide our software for free to educational institutes. And I think there's a lot of people that don't know that. So I think it's really important that we get that word out there and we reach out to mm-hmm. schools and really just prepping the next generation of detailers is yeah, and our goal here. There's, it's certainly a concern in our industry, right, that um, it's an aging population. We're not training detailers as fast as we're losing them. Correct. And how to do it is difficult. Um, there's not a, a lot of schools that actually teach structural steel detailing. So how do you, and if they do have some kind of drafting course, maybe they don't have that structural knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. And so um, it's certainly a commitment by this organization, by SCS2, to provide the software at no cost. But then you got to find that talent right. um, that can train it. Right. So when, when you're working with the school, do you help provide curriculum pointers that maybe can supplement, you know, if it's just in their drafting class, maybe structural is just one section of it. Do we help provide additional information to get them started training it? Yeah, well, the greatest part of including SDS2 into a curriculum is really, it fits into a variety of topics, right? You have your steel detailing. So we there are some colleges out there that are teaching CAD, maybe a little bit of steel, and also fabricating and incorporating it with engineering having the engineers actually go in there and see the connection design and review the calculations, that fits into a curriculum as well. So it's it's very easy to fit it in in different areas. And also we do work closely with those instructors to make sure that it works and helps in their right area there. So if say I'm John and I'm a detailer in Louisiana and I went to a technical school there and I think maybe the teacher that I had would be interested in teaching this. How, how would someone go about getting SDS2 for education in their schools? Yeah, and that's, I think this is important because the, the success I've had with getting schools up and going uh, in the past has always been through a customer like mm-hmm. the one in Omaha. Um, we, we use customers, so I think it's important. How, how do they get someone onboarded on this? So we are very fortunate to have customers that do value education as much as we do. And we do have a lot of customers that they'll call me up or they'll send me an email. The best way really to uh, contact is going to be educationdept at scs2.com or there is a form that you can fill out mm-hmm. on our website. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's really important to point out the strategy as a steel fabrication company or as a detailing company. to How do you fill that pipeline with people that could be your next employee? How, how do you make sure you can pull people from your local area that would be interested in doing that? And one of the things that would help with that is getting SDS2 into more uh, community colleges or universities. So I would ask our customers, if you're interested in building yourself a pipeline of employees that have some SDS2 knowledge, reach out to your local schools. If you have connections there, put them in touch with Carrie. Get, bring them to us and we'll donate the software. So it's not an extra cost that a school has to go through to add it to their curriculum. Right. And what does that look like? So they do call you. So, hey, you got a hold of Carrie. Um, 
what does that look like? So I've contacted you, now what's the process to get them up and going? So if a customer reaches out and makes that connection, then I would want the, com the contact information for the school. So I would reach out to the school, introduce the software, do a demo, and learn more about what they're teaching and where SDS2 fits into it. Once we get that set up, what I've come to notice is that they need to take that from there to a board of education and get approval on it. Once that approval's done, I will walk them through installing on all machines that they need. If they have a lab, I'll walk them through that as well, mm -hmm. work closely with their IT department and get them up and going. So we've had recent successes in Omaha and other places, uh, and you're on a board of one of them too, correct? Right, Utah Valley um, University. So what, what kind of numbers are they getting? What kind of energy is there in, in some of these different places? Like Omaha or Utah Valley, what, how many people are going to these schools? I believe that there are classes of probably 30 per semester. So it's not very high volume. I, I know that our local SCC here has a class of, I believe it's 18. Mm-hmm. And then another local one, Northeast Community College, they had a class of eight right now. And are most courses a year? Are they a semester? Like how, how much education are they getting on drafting and detailing? So within SDS2, I think usually they fit it within a semester. But overall with drafting, I would say I think they're looking at about 18 months to get up and going mm -hmm. with a drafting degree. Speaking of getting up and going, shifting off education a little bit, um, I know we've recently introduced an onboarding process. Um, and I know it's, it's new and unique to us, but maybe talk about what, it, what does that look like and what is that? Because I think the customers that I've had uh, go through it, I think it's outstanding. So. Right, yeah, the onboarding process is great. When you first get into SDS2, it's a very powerful software and it's got a lot of features. And the number one thing that you need to do is make sure that your setup is right. And a lot of customers, that setup is a little intimidating. So the onboarding is really getting to know the customer, getting to know what they need out of the software, and getting that setup just right to eliminate some of the manual changes that they might have to make later. But sure. from, from what I know, maybe mm -hmm. give us the cadence of it. So I know a lot of software is you go buy the product and you get this block of training you know, for two days, four days, a week, whatever. What does the follow-up look like? I think that's the special sauce in this. Okay, yeah. So once we get to know what softwares they use, what they need, then we sit down and we go through all of that, get that set up, and then we point them in a direction of a online training or learning that they can do at their own pace. And then the next week, they'll meet with that onboarding specialist again and go over any questions, concerns, and it's really a, a weekly one-on-one -on -one meeting with that onboarding specialist, making sure that they're learning the software and it's working for them and, and finding out the sticking points and the better way, ways to go about um, getting the results that they need. Yeah, so after use, you get that hour just to talk and maybe it's topic-based and maybe it's just uh, a free-for-all. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I know this and it was a setup a little bit is because we, we acquired a tool in sales uh, to learn this, and Michelle made me go through this process <laughs> with another company, um, and I and I, I at the beginning dreaded it, right? Like I don't want right. to do this, but I learned a lot with those one-on-ones for sure. Right. So I think 
you can it's a it's a new way to train mm-hmm. software and it's it's helpful because okay maybe i've been going through stuff and i don't have a whole lot of questions we try to make sure that the support reps or uh, i guess our onboarding specialist would be a better way to call it uh is ready with some topics to bring to them if they don't have any questions or they maybe they're just overwhelmed enough or busy enough with their own work that i, I don't even know where to start we kind of point them in that direction, you know, set up first. What other right. tools do you need to integrate with? Uh, but then we kind of do continue to have those touch points with the weekly meetings and then taper off to monthly, I think, or right. biweekly. Yep. And then we also, during that time, are sending out emails too to say, hey, here's your resources. Just to make sure that there's some extra touch points and it's coming top of mind. Uh, almost training people to, hey, go to look at the website. This is where you're going to find the things that you need. And, and you can only absorb so much in those blocks, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's two days, five days, whatever the many days, you can only absorb so much and be and understand all of it. So that continuous learning, right. I think, is really powerful. And we understand you have a job to do in the meantime, and this is a tool to help you do it. So you can't just stop doing your job for a couple weeks until you're done training. You have to kind of mix some of that in. And this is a way for us to help our customers adapt to SDS2 when they're bringing it on board and maybe be a little bit less disruptive to your workflow as well. And, and I've always said um, in the sales process that if you know steel, we will teach you the software. I'm not concerned about that. And this is just a, yet another commitment mm-hmm. on our part, show you that you know not only we're gonna give you the original training at no cost included in the product, but we're gonna schedule these, these weekly, monthly meetings that if you're a guy that does grain bins, if you're a guy that does conveyors, you're a guy that does commercial, industrial, they're all different. And so that's hard to encompass mm-hmm. in, a, in a big training. But you can, in these one-on-ones, you can sure uncover, you know, whether it's a support rack that they need or whether it's a gusset plate they need. You know, right. so you can get a little more deeper in some of those specific topics. On top of that, it's another opportunity that we have to build more of that relationship right. between our new customers and our support department. And uh, there's, years ago, there's a customer I had that was just hesitant to call support. And so when you build in as a part of the buying process that you're, you're, you're getting this, this is the next stop, step in the buying process is to... <laughs> you did pay for this. <laughs> right. You did pay for this. Use this. Yeah. I had a customer uh, that would write up on their whiteboard their support fee and divide it by the number of days in a year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, it would be like X number of dollars a day. You're calling and getting our... <laughs> $35 worth or whatever it was. Right. Make sure you call them every day so we're getting our money's worth. Right. And the other thing about onboarding is you have that set schedule, but you can also call support in between mm-hmm. if there's any questions or concerns that come up. Certainly. So what, what advice would you give to a new customer? What Like going into the product, other than just having an open mind, I mean, what, what advice have you seen maybe as a theme in adopting the software? So advice in going into the software, it it depends on their background. If they're coming from another 3D software, it's wipe the slate clean and let's learn the different techniques and tools of SDS2. Other than that, I would say utilize all of the training that we provide. Our Mm -hmm. online training is amazing if you utilize it in a dual screen you put the video on one screen you have SES 2 open on the other and you just follow along it's great you follow along you can pause it you can play it and just work right along beside it that you know certainly the product's been built over decades and if you if you met someone that says they know everything about SES 2 you have met a liar 
mm-hmm. <laughs> because you, there's just so many things that you don't touch. Like people won't touch mm-hmm. it, but making that call and saying, oh, I didn't know that existed. I, I get that weekly. Um, I was sitting in a UI UX meeting for the drawing editor side of things and Lewis did not know until a couple weeks ago that you could do construction line add material in the 2D. <laughs> yeah, well, that's and that's been in the product for a decade. Right. Blow yeah. his mind, run it again, and it removes all the lines. I didn't just even blew know my that. mind. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I have to call him after this. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that's one thing that we tell customers and mm-hmm. You just have to remember that if you are getting frustrated with something, pick up the phone, jump on our website, shoot us an email. There's no need to sit there and want to throw the computer out the window. We are here to help, and we really encourage customers to reach out. Outstanding. I'm going to make this a personal turn for a minute. Oh. Fun fact about Carrie. She holds a world record. Or do you still? I do. In powerlifting. In powerlifting. How often do you compete? I did not compete in 2020. I recently started competing in 2018. And it was my second competition that I broke American and world records. That is so cool. So don't, so don't piss Carrie out. Yeah. <laughs> what got you into it? So I joined a gym just to get healthier. And the members of the you know, the gym staff actually said, hey, I think you can lift more. Why don't we start pushing a little bit? And started working with a trainer. And she's like, all right, <laughs> you're strong. <laughs> Have you ever thought about competing? And I, I hadn't. I didn't know really it was a thing. It wasn't anything I ever followed. I looked into it and mm-hmm. said, sure, why not? So, so having cool. done some athletics myself, <laughs> what's that? What's a training regimen look like in lifting? Like, is it every day, different muscle groups? Like, what is it? Break so, that down. So currently I am training to compete in July. And what that looks like is focusing on the different areas that assist in the three lifts. So you have the squat, you have the bench, and you have the deadlift. So I do train five days a week for this. And one day I'll focus on squat and everything that helps with that. And then the next will be bench, next will be deadlift. You have the full body and so forth. So when we say SDS2 strong as steel, we ain't kidding. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're talking about Carrie. <laughs> yeah. I want you to bring in your gold medals. Are they downstairs in your office? No, no, they're at home. <laughs> Are they actually gold? I don't think so. <laughs> well, um, so we appreciate uh, you coming on the podcast. Uh, support department is, is a tough job. We, we certainly know that. I've done it myself. Um, and just trying to be an expert on your on your world. Um, even though you think you know it all, it's, it gets stretched every day because we have so many customers mm-hmm. doing so many things and touching parts of the product and using it differently than it was intended, right. um, which is a lot of the problems in trying to figure out why they're happening. So mm-hmm. certainly appreciate the efforts. Any, I think our customers appreciate your efforts and everything that you and the support team do on a daily basis for them. So I'll say thank you for our customers. And you guys listening, you should say thank you too. <laughs> Uh, one last thing is our free download. Oh, yes. Let's, so, we should yes. get into that for sure. Um, so, 
We introduced it last August. It's a free educational version that can be found on our website, and it's free for 90 days. It has a 100-ton steel limit, a 50-ton concrete reinforcement limit, and it's a great pair with our free online training. And I think a lot of students, even if their school is not teaching SDS2 or even new employees to our customers can utilize this as training. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the training, they actually complete an assessment. And with an 80% or higher, they receive a certification and a detailing badge that they can take and build up their resume, promote that on their LinkedIn Mm -hmm. profile. Yeah, I completely forgot that. So thanks for bringing it up because I think it it has been an invaluable tool for a lot of people Mm -hmm. this year. Yeah. And the assessment's no joke. It's not like a throwaway thing it like you got to know your stuff to get through it have you taken it i have not taken it i'm afraid to (laughs) it took me two times (laughs) but it took nate and tyler and david maybe not david but i gave him a hard time because it took him more yeah well it's a great tool Uh, certainly in the year of covid where there wasn't a lot of travel Mm -hmm. um i think a lot of people could retrain Right. Um, and like you said, customers are taking advantage of it, saying, I'm, I got a shop guy that maybe has interest uh, make, getting into drafting or someone that they know, a relative or whatever, says, I'd like to get them into the steel industry. They can download the software, go through the online trading, and, and if, they, if, they, if they adapt to it, if they like it, you know, then they go ahead and, and take it a little more serious, maybe get a license and, and do that. But I think it's been an invaluable tool for sure. Yeah, it's been a very great tool. And do we get... Weekly downloads for sure, if not daily. Yeah, daily. I daily. Think. Yeah. You know, daily. So a lot of people are using it. Mm-hmm. And around the world too, not just in the U.S., yeah. Brazil, yes. India. Yeah. Outstanding. Anyone anywhere can download it and learn SDS too. Outstanding. Anyone with Windows operating system oh, yeah. can download it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, I guess that'll wrap up another edition of Steel and Whiskey. Again, I'm Doug Evans drinking lip service. And I'm Michelle McCarthy drinking some Appleton Estate. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. Take care, everyone. <laughs>